Hi everyone, welcome to a new episode of Boss in Business. I'm Nadine from Ace Entrepreneurs and today we have an amazing new guest. We have Claudine from Nature's Natural Hair. So hi Claudine, how are you? Hi, I'm good, thank you. Thank you for having me on. You're welcome. Uh, so we always start off with just a quick uh, introduction to who you are, what you do, um, and yeah, why you became an entrepreneur. So I'll let you kick off. Brilliant. So my name is Claudine Collins and I am a hair care coach. I am a travel planner, <laughs> a website creator, and I run a business called naturesnaturalhair.com. Amazing. Being a full-time mum as well. <laughs> A full-time mum. So how old are your children? So one is 14 and the other is seven. Oh, you've got the best of both. <laughs> you've got like 14 going on 19 and seven going on 14. So like no one wants to be the actual age. So yes, yeah, so that's uh, pretty much what I do. Oh, and I am a co-author of a book called Blind Spot Volume 2. Yeah, um, and in that book, I talk about all my past experience of working for various companies and oh. just, yeah, the bad experience and how I've overcome it. So, yeah. Oh, wow, that sounds amazing. Uh, I've just learned a new word, which is intersectionality. Mm -hmm. And I just did an article on it. And basically, it's talking about if you are, for instance, a woman, a woman of colour, or you're gay and a black man, it's like when you're just have more than one points of discrimination. Yeah. And the article is all about how does that affect you when you're in the workplace? Is that mm -hmm. something you touch upon in your book? So mine is called, my title is called Blacklash. Oh. And it's basically, yes, so when you're working in an environment and you're the only black person working amongst a lot of others, you tend to get the lashing from people. So purely because you're different. And um, yeah, so mine talks about experiences I've had with managers and how, because I kind of stood up for myself, they told me I was aggressive, I was this, uh, and all the typical work, words that we would hear from um, our employers. Yes. So, yeah, so it's all around that. Wow. I feel like this is something that would come later in the conversation, but we, we started <laughs> with it. Why do they use these words? It's like, um, they're trigger words. It's like yeah. aggressive, intimidating, mm -hmm. um, not the right fit. You know, there's all these like little coded things that are used um mm -hmm. against us and you know it's funny because i saw a quote that says people say i'm intimidating but actually the other person is intimidated um and it's nothing to do with you it's um it's them they have the issue but we sort of bear the brunt of that burden just by being fabulous right and being good uh, where did you work what was your background before you started uh, I worked in housing and it wasn't a field that I wanted to go into because my background in my degree is fashion with business and I wanted to work in marketing but life never goes plain sailing so yeah. I ended up working in for various housing companies and it would be income, customer services, home ownership, it would be like in those areas. Wow. Okay. And um, this is what this is what you did for the majority of your career before you became a full time entrepreneur. Yes, exactly. So 
I worked with them and as well as in between construction companies and that. So, I mean, through all of that, it kind of pushed me even more to want to start my business. Yeah. 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 I can understand why. <laughs> uh, I can't imagine. How was construction, the world of construction? Were you the only woman of colour there? Well, in the admin sector, yes. Right. But in terms of having other workers, no, I wasn't. But that's an experience that I wouldn't want to experience again, if you see what I'm saying. It wasn't a fun job to work in or environment. Yeah, these things, they push us in, in the direction we're supposed to be in. You know, it's almost mm -hmm. like, um, you know, we, we are meant to be somewhere. You are supposed to be where you are right now. And it took the force of those roles push you yeah. in the position so in a way it's kind of nice that you got to it now and yeah. um just having a super quick conversation with you earlier this week you do like everything you're not just an, an entrepreneur you're a serial entrepreneur so you've touched upon your book which we didn't even talk about yes it's <laughs> another thing author uh <laughs> e-commerce retail business owner yeah um hair expert let's finish the list what else have i missed <laughs> and i've recently started to dabble into stock trading but i don't because i'm really new in that area mm -hmm. so um i haven't put it out there as yet but yeah. once i kind of fully established and can see that money coming in then I can say to people you know what maybe this might be another source of income you might want to get into mm -hmm. this work for me this is the proof mm -hmm. you know so yeah wow it's so impressive <laughs> it's so cool um your book sounds interesting I'd love to have it as one of my book picks so each week I have like a book of the week um I haven't had one from an author that I physically know yeah mm -hmm. so if you can um what we'll do is two things i'll add your book to the description below for this video so everyone can go and get it and then i'd like to read it also so i'll be using that link um <laughs> and then give give me a chance to read it first and then i will um, review it for our yeah of course i'd love to, yeah, do, that. Happy to do that thank you you're welcome um i so are you based in london I am, so I'm based in South London. Okay, okay, cool. And have you always been in South London? Did you grow up there? Yes, and it's funny because you, you don't really think about it, but then when you grow in age, you realise, hold on, I've been living in South East London for 38 years of my life. Wow. And there comes a point in your life where you're like, well, I like to branch out and experience other areas. But yeah, I've been living in, in South East yeah. years, yeah. How, how is it there? Because I, so I guess some parts are quite diverse and quite mixed, and then there's other parts, I don't know how far out you call South London, which I guess are a bit more one type of person than the other. What's yours? So there is like a great diverse um, array of people. So you've got a good mixture, shall we say, which is brilliant because I want my kids to grow up in like, yeah a multicultural yeah a, a good mixture of different kinds of people from different cultures so amazing and so you grew up there too yes. how was how was your because i always want to know you've told me a little bit how you got to the entrepreneurial stage right um but how let's if we take it to the beginning of of growing up in south london with your family like how was that and was there anything 
um, did you know what your parents did? Did they have an influence on, on what you wanted to do as well? Yeah. So my parents, um, both parents, they, they've, they've motivated me in different kinds of ways than my parents. They were separated. So my mom is like, I would say she was the breadwinner because she worked full time in housing as well as studying for her degree and also raising all four of us. There's like four of us there on her own. And she's always taught us like the fundamental things in life. You wake up in the morning, you clean your house, you go to work, you pay all your bills and whatever you have left over, you either choose to save it or you choose to invest it into something. But the unfortunate thing is when you're going to college, you go there to get your education, never to make friends. Oh. (laughs) Because they always say, if you go to school and you don't come out with grades, the saying is, if you go in school like flour and you want to come out with like dumpling, then by all means. (laughs) I've never heard that. I love that. (laughs) <laughs> so that resonated in us and that made us want to work really hard in school and college and university yeah. because we saw our mum working mm-hmm. hard and balancing work and achieving great things. Yes. And then the other side is my dad has been a great mechanic. If you need any help or anything, he could tell you about the science of cars and how everything connects and everything. So and he's very knowledgeable as well in terms of like he knows his history. So if you wanted to ask him something, you have to know to have a whole day to sit there and listen oh. to him. <laughs> yes. so, so yeah, so from from growing up and seeing that, um, I always wanted to work for myself. And I always said from the age of 12 that I wanted to be a fashion designer and that's all I knew I wanted to be a fashion designer and have my own business and have my own line of clothes and from that point it made me want to kind of study in the field of fashion so I did I went to like London College of Fashion I did my degree in fashion with business but then it turned out I wanted to work in marketing because I like creating like materials mm-hmm. and leaflets and magazines and I just love the element of that so a lot of people say, well, how did you want to become, like, run your own business? I, it didn't really stem from anyone in the family that I know. Yeah. I just knew I wanted to work for myself and not for anybody else. We're, we're similar. I study. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking as you're talking, I'm like, this... okay, so I studied fashion as well. I did a fashion degree. Um, I did fashion and marketing at the University of East London. Yeah. Um, I actually got a scholarship to go to Central St. Martins, but I was a bit scared. I, I'm not from London, and I was a bit like, oh, I don't, I don't know if it, like, I'm ready for it. And then I wanted yeah. to do marketing. So I ended yeah. up going and do, and maybe that's a similar choice to what you had. Because I was like, no, I'm going to go. There was Newcastle, and then there was East London that did marketing. So I picked yeah. a backup, and I did like a sandwich course that did both. Yeah. But yeah, I was like that. I was like, I want to do fashion. Yeah. And it never turns out that way because you find your interest tends to spread in other areas yeah. like within the fashion sector, which is the great thing about it, really. Yeah. So how, how was the business section of that course? Did it give you anything that you could still apply today or was it more of a limited option? So you went for it to go with your fashion? So it did benefit me because in the end, I did kind of specialise in the area of marketing. So when I was doing my degree, I had to make a line of clothes, plus I had to learn to market it, price it up, 
and uh, so like all the elements that yeah. is part for the business I was taught how to do that with but within the fashion element of it so, so cool. it did benefit me from then to where I am now yeah it sounds like your parents you know they were out there doing it they were out there making it happen a lot of the people I speak to their parents were either basically they were hard workers is yeah. the, it's the common thread that I'm hearing on a lot of entrepreneurs and yeah. maybe that's why we want to become entrepreneurs because we like our view of, of hard work is normal so it's a normal yeah. for us to see everyone around us working really hard so we can understand that as an entrepreneur and how long have you been running your businesses for okay so um I've been running my hair business for two years okay but I've been doing a lot of research and everything around it since 2014 so I started my business in what are we now 2020 2020 yeah so 2018 okay yeah, started. um so I kind of built up like a platform or shall I say an audience of people before I started my business which is what I wanted in effect awesome. yeah um but all the other businesses that I have they are like really new so my web design I started in 2019 in November yeah, yeah. And the travel, independent travel one is very recent. I think maybe a month and a half. I started yeah. that one. Yeah. So yeah, all fairly new. Wow. I'm seeing a lot of the independent travel and I wondered how it works now, you know, with COVID and everything going on. Um, yeah. How does that work? And why do people need an independent travel agent? Can you tell us a bit more about that? Okay, so with being an independent travel agent, everything's operational or online, which is brilliant because, as you know, I don't think there's much high street travel agent shops that you can go into these days. Yeah. Um, and the way how the market and everything's moving, it seems to be moving online. So it means it's easy, accessible for everybody to make a booking for holidays. Um, and the travel industry is the number one making money-making business yeah. and I can't see it going under yes. um, despite this pandemic because people are still traveling as we're speaking they're probably still out laying on the beach regardless of what's happening around them <laughs> and yeah, it's not going to stop no one <laughs> exactly and people tend to have to travel because of business yeah so, yeah and I, do, I just think having an independent travel agent is a good thing because you can book through them, you can interact with your customers over the phone, you can get to know what they want and match their needs as well. Yeah, you're, you're totally right, actually. You know, I was talking to my friend and he was saying this is the best time to travel, actually. He said, <laughs> he said the airport is like super, super clean and there's nobody there. The only yeah. thing is you have to wear a mask on your face yeah. for the flight, but... Um, it's cheaper, it's cleaner. Um, so you know what, you're actually probably right. As long as you've got the funds to to get out there, now's a really good time. Exactly. I think I'd like to try it. Not the yeah. travel. <laughs> I've got I've got a three year old. He's not going to wear the mask, so he's going to struggle with that. But um, I yeah. want to try the. In I would like to try going to an independent travel travelpreneur. Yeah. Oh, well, we can talk about that after. <laughs> what sort of destinations do you do? Are you everywhere and anywhere, or you yeah, pretty much? So, if you want to do like cruises, or you want to go pretty much anywhere, 
yeah then we can look into that but I want to kind of narrow down my area and mm-hmm. become specialized in certain areas so I might want to be like in cruises especially in cruises or honeymoons and those type of things or I don't know luxury holidays I have to have a think about that but it would be good to specialize in something yeah that would be great because I guess then you get like more experience just working on say it was luxury you get more experience in all the luxury you get to know all the luxury guys from the luxury hotels you're bringing lots of people in next thing you know you're getting like benefits and so, that sounds good go for luxury I'll be in for that one. Oh my god a holiday just sounds so good right now I would just love that so much benefits as well to being the independent traveler because you get to travel at wholesale price Oh. And they do that because they want you to go out and experience like all these different locations and that. So you can even sell it to customers and say, I've been here and it's great and it has all of these benefits. So it's a good thing. Ah, the more, the more you talk about this, the more I'm uh, getting, <laughs> getting interested. This is, this is fabulous. I love that. And now that you've talked about it more, now I kind of understand because when you, sometimes I see in the ads and in the groups and stuff on Facebook and while I understand what a travel agent is, I didn't quite understand what an independent one was. So it makes lots of sense. So hair care. Um, what exactly do you do? I've seen you've got a beautiful, beautiful site. Did you make that yourself? Did you build it? I did. I built everything you see I've done all myself yeah so um beautiful site really clean really responsive we'll talk about website building later let's talk about hair what happened what do you do in hair tell us all those areas okay so um i ideally want you to learn to love your hair right regardless whether it's thin thick curly kinky whatever i want you to learn how to manage your hair to care for your hair and to learn to love your hair right and you can do all those things when you have like a regimen in place and when you have something in place then it allows you to better care for your hair Um, and also we don't want to just be a place that you buy products we want to educate you in how to use your products in order Mm -hmm. to get the best from them because you can spend your money buying this and that and you find it doesn't really work for you but you've spent a lot of money on that and we don't want that we want you to know if you buy this product it can work according to what your hair needs right and this is like the steps and how you can um these are the steps that you can go by in order to utilize your products effectively so in a sense you're not really wasting your money but you're benefiting from buying these products so yeah that's what we kind of want to home more in is the education and teaching you how to care for your hair so you don't have to kind of cover your hair up because you're ashamed of your hair or whatever we just want you to be proud of your hair I love that. And you have beautiful hair. Thank you. Because <laughs> if your hair was looking a bit rough, I'd be like, mm. but your hair is looking absolutely gorgeous Thank and beautiful and glossy and shiny and so, so nice. Um, do you talk about the, the process of going from chemical treatments to natural? My team and I were talking about, we, we knew you were going to be on the podcast today. So we were just talking about one of my team is keen to go from, she has texturized hair through to natural hair. And it's just yeah. like, do you do the chop? Do you do the gradual? And I said, I'm going to ask Claudine. <laughs> so you tell us the advice for that, because that's the movement, isn't it? 
yeah so it all depends on you like for me I just jumped in and I did like a gradual chop rather yeah. than just did the big chop because that was my hair and I was used to having like long straight hair um so cutting it gradually kind of worked for me but you might find some people might just do a straight transition so rather than cut it completely mm-hmm. just grow it completely out but the only thing that you have to remember is you're dealing with two textures of hair and there's like a fine line where it becomes extremely fragile and you mm-hmm. might find when you're using natural products on relaxed hair it might not work mm-hmm. very well two different textures so again it's finding you know what works for you you might want to transition it all like throughout or you might want to gradually cut or if you're brave enough do the big chops so you're starting on you know like new grounds as we say wow big chop uh make sure you got the head shape for it <laughs> <laughs> just pull it back and have a look first <laughs> yeah yeah you have to just know what you're gonna feel comfortable in yeah i um i had some um not fun stories with relaxers so uh i'm definitely a natural for life but i think yes. what i did was i i think i chopped it kind of close to where it was supposed to be quite close and then I had to keep chopping it until it got all of the relaxer bit had gone mm-hmm. but my head isn't like relaxer anyway it just um yeah don't doesn't take doesn't uh horror story for another time but <laughs> no no relaxers going near my hair um but yeah I, I love the fact that you're giving tips on this and I think lots of people want to do it but they just don't know how so having a platform that they can go to and can they ask questions to you like how do you give the tips and stuff so they can sign up to my services if they wish to there's two that i offer there's like a 30 minute one where you can have a quick chat and i can learn about what you're doing with your hair briefly and then there's a more in-depth one so like if you want me to have like a longer chat with you you get like a questionnaire sent so i can understand what you're doing with your hair on a daily basis or on a weekly basis yeah and we, we formulate a regimen and we just go from there. So it's more digging deep and helping you to create a plan. And the other one is like giving you tips and suggestions and what you can do. Love, love, love. You had a really good video, which I commented on last week about uh, the hair mask. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, what's your thoughts on the hair mask? Like clay hair mask. Well, clay hair masks, they have good benefits in terms of detoxing your scalp. And yeah, yeah, which is what ideally you want to have your scalp cleansed and clean because, you know, healthy hair grows on clean scalp. Um, but you might find that some people might not have like a good relationship with it. So everyone's hair texture is completely different. Mm-hmm. Even though you and I might, might have similar, what I use might not necessarily work in your hair. So I always say to people to just trial and test things and see if it works for you. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't work for you, then take notes of like the key ingredients at the back and see what ones didn't work. And then when you're going to buy, then you, you look at the ingredients and make sure you're not buying with those ingredients that didn't work in the first place. It's That's a constant learning process. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. <laughs> that is a really good tip. I never thought of that that you need to check the ingredients because it's most people will go okay Cantu doesn't work I'll go to sheer moisturizer or whatever it might be but we're missing the main thing which is it's an ingredient because not everything that says natural is necessarily 100% natural 
So yeah, always check the back covers. My advice, yeah. I like that advice. My, the first time I did it, I kind of slipped it on. Bad move, don't do that. <laughs> <laughs> Your, it's like a mask. So your hair will go completely crap. And then I was really scared because it was, I, the way I did it was not the right application. So she mixed hers up with, uh, I think, apple cider vinegar. Yeah. And stuff, another thing, yeah, to formulate the paste. And yes, when you apply the mask, it will harden your hair. But that's what, in a sense what you want it to do because then it will help to strengthen the hair and obviously cleanse the scalp and that. Um, and then you want to thoroughly rinse your hair out, like so the clay is completely out of your hair. People might not like the hardening effect of it, but then you don't have to do that mask. You can create like other masks as well that doesn't give you the hardening effect. Oh, I'm learning so much. <laughs> I'm coming for a consultation. Okay, like, when you're ready. <laughs> so that's so cool. I love that. Everything to do with hair. Uh, we'll, we've got your site below. Go and check it out. Uh, the videos are really cool, show you how to put the application of the products onto your hair and then there's lots of Q&As and stuff but check out the site, really nice and I wanted just to talk to you about that because um, building a website is not easy by any stretch of the imagination. How and why and when did you learn those skills and how's it going? Okay, so first of all it started off like a hobby to be honest. Um, and I just had the interest, I like creating things, like I, I, I do like my own newsletters and I started doing magazines as well for like in Nature's Natural Hair. And then I thought, you know what, let me just get into building a website. And obviously to start my business, um, I didn't have the money to pay a designer to create. So I thought, let me design my own myself. And I knew in my mind how I wanted my website to be but I was viewing it in terms of the customer. I wanted it to be user-friendly, easy for them to navigate around, and easy for them to just put their products in. So have buy options on the page so that you could just click, 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 click. So when I started to create mine, I started to develop the taste to want to create more. So then I had another client who's a trichologist and she asked me if I can help her to create her website. So I was, I was ecstatic and it kind of, from then I created her, she loved it. I just had the passion to kind of go on more. So it kind of turned out from a hobby to like a business. Wow, amazing. And this is just another string to your bow. How are we fitting all these things in? <laughs> That's a very good question, but planning is a must. Oh, yeah. like, before I did ask my question myself that, Claude, how can you have your hands in so many different things and like, be a full-time mum as well as help them with their homework and then housework and everything? But I had a, a coach and I had a business coach and investing myself and my money in having a mentor helped me immensely because I did have my hand literally in everything, do my accounts, do this, creating this website, doing that, taking calls, replying to emails and stuff. Yeah. And my coach was like, you need to put a pause. You need to create like every day, this day, like Monday, I'm going to be doing my admin work. Mm -hmm. Tuesday will be design creation, mm -hmm. Wednesday will be and so forth. And since adopting that mentality, I've just been planning like that and it's worked. It's helped me to, to kind of be on top of everything. Wow, that's, that's amazing to hear. Um, planning 
we'll save everything. Um, sometimes we just go, we're just going and we're like, oh, I can do that. I'll just add it. I'll, I'll just, you know, and you're just like racing. And then the end of the day comes, you're not only you're exhausted, but you probably yeah. haven't got everything done that you plan to get done. Cause you, you, you're not focused. Um, yeah. I'm with you on the, um, mentoring is definitely part of ACE. I do mentoring. We have other mentors there and planning. I'm always talking about banging on about planning. Um, plan your week for success. If you don't plan for success, you're basically planning to fail um, or not do as well as you want to do. But I love the fact you're the second person that we've uh, interviewed, I've interviewed, that's had a coach. Um, so much needed. Before I thought I could do it on my own without one, but then there's the realization is now called you need to invest you need to invest in help and having that help has helped me immensely in my business it really has fantastic do you like give yourself some big goals for each week or are you just continually working on a monthly rolling milestone of some kind yeah so i do even though like i have my basic plan because i was plan myself in the evenings yeah I'm doing that the next day but I always like kind of said okay as much as I'm doing this I want to like achieve this so today I might say okay I want to get people interested in becoming an independent travel agent Mm -hmm. so my aim is to find 20 people that would want to earn extra income um and then the next day would be like I need to get five people more books for web creation so yeah i always have like a target in my mind and something that bit more extra if you see what i'm saying yeah i love the fact you put hard numbers next to it that's really cool (laughs) that's i mean look it's it's a challenge but how how do you get anywhere if you're quantifying it just by saying like five of these 20 of this you know that actually is really really cool and a tip we would definitely say this is one of the best tips we've heard so far in the podcast put some real goals in place and yes they might seem big and maybe you don't know how you're going to do it but at least if you put the number in yes then it's in your mind and you're like five five and you're going to hit that (laughs) you're going to want to hit that and at least you know out of the five or the ten even if you end up with five at least it's something that you started off and had nothing so yeah listen to this guys this is <laughs> these are the tips you need to know <laughs> okay that's really cool and how do you plan around your children i know they're a bit bigger now so maybe they're kind of like doing their own thing is that how you work it yeah so thank god my older one is old enough to kind of help around so she does help me a lot so when i have lots of orders yeah she will help to box them up and take them to the post office that frees me completely to to work on other things and also she helps with the little one so where I'm busy she'll jump in and say okay mum don't worry I'll take care of Ava she'll cook dinner she'll clean um yeah (laughs) (laughs) so I'm best in that sense and the other one what she sees the old one do she starts to adopt it so when she wake up she'll make my bed she'll make me coffee and I'm like are you feeling all right Ava <laughs> did I miss something along the line <laughs> oh right, yeah. my days you got them you got them ready <laughs> this is like life lessons they don't even know it right this um, is it yeah this is it and it all stems from my mum she's she's drilled it in us from a young age and when you grow older and have children you tend to adapt some of that principle to your kids teach them while they are young 
so that when they grow older, they never depart as my mum always did. Oh man, is that dumpling saying, uh, a Jamaican saying? Yeah, uh, my <laughs> mum has things, and when we're young, we're like, mum, what does that mean exactly? Is that like one of your sayings back home? And she says, yes, that's something we always say. So yeah, going in school like flower and come out like dumpling, then <laughs> you could go straight to work. <laughs> hey, so, I love dumplings. Um, are you, is your background, are you Jamaican? Or your fa- yeah. yeah? Parents are from Jamaica. Jamaica. Same, same. It's so weird. I've not, I, all the people I've interviewed, I have not asked them where they're from. Obviously, we're all brown, quite far enough. But I didn't ask anyone. And I think 90% are Jamaican. And I don't know how this has happened because I don't really like, <laughs> it's just weird. Usually it's like from a different country. So this is so cool that we're meeting so many people that have, you know, parents have come over to make a better life or they've changed their, their destination where they wanted to live. Um, now we're out here doing it as entrepreneurs. It's like really cool. It's brilliant, isn't it? <laughs> my, uh, my nan used to call me uh, a little dumpling. Which is why it made me laugh. <laughs> um we my dad used to send us to the corner shop we were we were pretty young actually um i don't i feel like i was not 10 or maybe i was 10 or so that kind of age um but these little things you're doing uh yeah. you, you they get instilled in you it's like a little confidence boost mum trust me Mm-hmm. to go to the shop and I've got this little task and you're completing the task you're yes. taking money bringing back change you know like all that kind of stuff yeah. you're learning and but as a child you don't really think of it that way you're just thinking oh, I'm independent now I'm able yeah. to go out to the shop on my own with no one yeah. holding my hands <laughs> but <laughs> as you're growing you're starting to realize oh actually my mom was teaching me uh you know this is my money I need to make sure I'm bringing back change so again you're learning maths you're not really subconsciously realizing it and then again, it's a task that you're given and you want to make sure you achieve it because if you go back home, you don't want to hear grief or anything. So, yeah. Yeah. Yes, I remembered when the paper that my dad wanted wasn't there because <laughs> I'd gone too late or something. And then you'd have to think, okay, I have to make a decision. What other paper do I get? All these little things you don't even realise that they're um, teaching you about decision-making, about finance, yeah. responsibility, confidence, um, and then you, you know, you just go through life and it's not until you're a parent and then you look back or maybe you're an older, maybe you're over 30, let's say, and you look back and then you're like, okay, I understand all those lessons now. Cool. Asking, this is going to be a tricky one because you do, you span a couple of different genres, but yeah. let's, okay, maybe we can do, maybe we can talk about being a serial entrepreneur. So if you were to give um, three tips to someone out there who's looking to not just run one business, but actually run a couple, maybe they're not doing it yet, but it's in the plan for their future. Um, how, what kind of tips can you give them to set them on the right path for success? Okay, so my first one is don't procrastinate. Like if it's in your mind and in your heart and you know you're ready, go ahead and do it. Don't allow anyone to say to you, you can't do it, it's not a good time because X, Y, and Z. Because the reality is there's never a good time for anything. Um, And if you don't take the risk, you're never going to know if it's going to succeed. So go ahead and just do it. Do it today rather than wait tomorrow. 
great, great tip. <laughs> and the other one is never really share your ideas with people because you find people don't get your idea or where you're coming from. And mm -hmm. so they will put a, a spanner in the works. So believe in yourself um, and run with what you believe will be in excess. And sometimes what you keep quiet allow the success of it to speak more. Yes. I call that one less talk, more action. That's it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is, that's the one. And, and I totally agree. Like, be careful because it's easier for people to find holes in your idea um, for some reason than just to be like, that sounds great. Go for it. Instead, they'll be like, oh, are you sure? Um, yeah. And all this other stuff. And that creeps into your mind, doesn't it? So believe in yourself. Exactly. You don't want to have doubt and fear because that will prevent you from doing what you should. Yeah. yeah. And loyalty. Be careful not to be loyal to the wrong people because you'll be disappointed along the line. Like, be loyal to yourself. I haven't heard that one before, but I like that one a lot. <laughs> I like that one a lot. Because you find yourself like... Don't forget about number one, like the one you wake up with, the one you go to sleep with, the one you look in the mirror with, like all day long, it's you. So mm -hmm. if you feel like you need to put you first, put you first. Doesn't mean you're, exactly. gonna, you're not going to think about other people. It just means you're number one. Exactly. And when you learn that and you learn to love and care for yourself, then no one can't tell you anything different because you know who you are. <laughs> oh, good. What gems. I love the advice that we're giving out. We're, we're all moving on our, in our own circle, in our own little universe. Um, having spoken to a lot of the entrepreneurs, the level of work and skill and dedication and passion is through the roof. Like it's just, I, we've literally been speaking for 40 minutes and I have a real picture of how hard you work and how much you're achieving. We have to remember there's lots of us out there doing this. So if, if for any reason you're like, oh, I don't know if I can do it or whatever, be, be, understand it can be done. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Plan. Exactly. But then nothing ventured, nothing gained. So you don't want to be those ones to say years down the line, oh, I wish I had done this. I wish I had done that. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah. And often you, what, what, what might happen is, you will have an amazing business idea or concept or whatever it is that you want to do or job you want to take. And you'll be like, oh, nah. And then you'll see someone else do it and you'll get mad. Just do it. Just go out there and have a go. What, what's the worst that can happen? You decide not to do it. Fine. Exactly. You know. And don't be afraid to do something that someone will, you know, like there's loads of people that has hair shops. Yes. But what makes yours different, that's the key thing. Make yours that one that's different from theirs. Yeah. Um, and don't be afraid to start it. Like, the business isn't created for one person. It's created for everybody. Yes, exactly. And, yeah, you know what? That, they're really great points. It's about a hair shop is not going to cater for everyone. Okay, exactly. so you need to go out there and find if, if you have a really, you know, you've got a hair shop and there's another hair shop on my high road or whatever. Maybe you're the difference. That's the reason that I go to your shop. Maybe you specialize in natural hair. Maybe you have an intimate setting. There's so many different unique selling points you can have for your business 
um, think of what they are. It's definitely going to be centered around you, isn't it, in your personality? Yes, definitely. Yes, definitely that. Because <laughs> <laughs> now I know you, like, I would want you to be like, giving me tips and stuff about my hair you know like because I get like I feel like a rapport with you but that's not yeah. going to be with everyone so get out there and go, and go and get it done we need more um black owned businesses more diverse owned businesses um and the more streams of income like Claudine's got is the more opportunity to make money right you want to build a future for yourself you've got children you want to build for them So what's your big goals? Do you have big goals for 2020? What are you trying to do? Like hit. I want to add more income streams. I want to be in a position to build everything that I wanted, my house, uh, to have my business branch out to various um, countries. Yeah. Like I just want to be in a position to help so much more people on how to care for their hair. Like stop wearing coverings in your hair and just like learn to love yourself you know I want to kind of dabble into the skincare element of it and kind of teach people that are in like hot countries you need to wear sunscreen you need to care for your skin at a very young age and you need to do a lot like stop coloring your skin and just appreciate the skin that you're in so the aim is to like branch out and just become known I want my name to be known everywhere that's 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 great big big goals uh mean you're going to achieve either that goal or something quite close to it so that's why you want to go big you know with your goals don't keep them tiny take over the world you know if you can (laughs) (laughs) try your best um and there's room basically for everyone there's room for all of us there's so many people uh in in london in uk in in, you know there's people everywhere not one business will be able to service all of them we need to have lots of little ones so and do you have mantras that you go by or things like that Yes, um, before I didn't, but my mentor always said it's very important to have one. Yeah. So look in the mirror and always say to yourself, I am loving, I am lovable. I tell myself all the time, Claude, you are this, you're lovable, you are great, you are awesome, you're fantastic, you are intelligent, you can do all things, you are successful, you are rich, you are, you know. So I tend to tell myself time and time again when I feel a bit low or discouraged that was like my pick me up so I'm like yes I got this far and I'm not gonna allow anything to kind of stop me from going even further love it love it that that's so cool <laughs> I wrote a big love heart on my son's blackboard just to rem- just to remind that you know amongst all the striving and hustling and everything it's just love really you know yeah. so keep it keep it in my I put it he, I put it was there till he rubbed it off great tips but were there any like big poignant moments in your business or even yeah let's stick to business in your business life that you remember and they taught you something that you want that you carried or changed your direction yeah so like for me I always think big and I plan big and I sometimes my planning can be like some people say unrealistic 
but in my mind I'm no I'm going to achieve this so when when you do your business plan when you have to give a projected uh, cash flow it's very hard to predict something that's you, you know you can't really see yeah. then um so because my prediction is always high, when I started my business, I always had high expectations that, no, I'm going to hit this. I'm going to do this amount of sales every month and I'm going to market myself and I'm going to spend money on the marketing element of it. And I just find that it kind of had a lot of backlash because you tend to spend your money in areas where you didn't really need to spend your money and you could utilize other resources to get yourself out there very very little money mm-hmm. and when you have expectations of how much profit you want to make or how much sales you want to make it's better to have a realistic sell amount so that you're able to hit that target so you know i need to have 20 customers or 10 customers you make sure that you get those customers coming into your store and buying but again it's why should a customer want to buy from you and having that always in your mind um so my mindset was completely <laughs> and it, it kind of set me up to fail and feel upset and discouraged but then it allowed me to learn from it so you kind of look back at that side and you reflect and you look at areas of what not to do and what areas mm-hmm. you can do in order to not fall back in that trap again that is a big lesson isn't it because you you want to be ambitious and you want to strive. And it's a bit different to what we talked about earlier when you said, okay, I'm going to get five new, because they're smaller sort of um, okay. stepping stones to your big milestone. <laughs> Keep it in reality. And in a way that if that is the right place to, that you have to be in reality because your business plan is um, usually like an external document, isn't it? There's needed for others to understand your business. Like, yes. Where is it going? Is there potential for your business to thrive for me to want to invest my money in it? So, yeah, just be realistic as possible. Yeah, and then as you go, you can, like, you can tweak your business plan because you could be like, actually, you know what, I'm going to make more than that or I'm going to take off this marketing route because it isn't working and I said I'm going to focus on this. And yes. It's an evolving document. Uh, as long as you learn, like, basically, as long as you learn from it yeah and that's the thing life in general has lots of lessons you go through a lot of hardship but it makes you stronger it makes you wiser and it makes you look at areas that you know went wrong and areas that you can improve to make self better yes and so we you started off with fashion in mind yeah. and now then you went marketing and obviously i think combination of that plus your business degree and yeah. creative side has brought you to this position now um do you feel happy with your position at the moment or are you thinking about future like where's your where's your mind at okay i i am happy in my position because when i you know it gives me areas to expand it even more so yeah i'm definitely i'm happy yes i'm so glad you said that uh we we race through life don't we we're just like tomorrow 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 I'm gonna do this and it's like we forget to um stop and be like right now you're doing really really good like when you reeled off all that stuff on the phone I was like oh my days this girl this lady is doing it she is really doing a lot 
um, and she's this is not it this is not the end you've got more to go so you know I gotta like say well done to you and like keep going I can't wait for everyone to see your your success and your story and what you're trying to achieve I think they're going to be really motivated um, by seeing that like you know some people have work hard play hard and that kind of stuff do, what do you do when you're not working and doing all your business things okay, so i i weekend for me i dedicate for myself because before i never i used to just work all around the clock and i used to work like late hours early morning and i'm like i had to pause and like, i don't have time for me oh. i don't always i have to always squeeze my kids in to the time i have so I, I make it a thing now that no weekends is for me. It's for me to reflect, self-care, look after myself. The kids sometimes will be out like with family members. So I get even more time with me to read and to learn and to just re-educate myself and prepare myself ready for that Monday. So when Monday's here, I'm like, yep, we're ready to go now. So yeah. yeah. Yeah, that, that working on the weekend thing, oh, <laughs> that is not the one at all. Uh, don't know, you've got slightly older kids, but my son does not appreciate it. Um, I had to do a Zoom call on Saturday and he was just like, Rah! throughout the whole um, call, which is, I guess, his way of saying, get off the, get off the computer. So, um, <laughs> can't work all day. Do you like, have a time to get out into nature or is your self-care more like, rest uh reading education that kind of stuff or are you like getting out and doing something completely different yeah so it's kind of a mixture of both so like i might have the weekend where i just want to stay in and just be me like have myself yeah to do those things and then there might be times where i might i need to go and connect with my friends because i'm busy working throughout the week and they're busy working and it's like, it's, it's important to keep the connection there and the network there so you, yes. you don't feel you're isolated and alone. And it's just good for your overall health, like, to have fun, laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, don't forget to laugh. Uh, <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good one. Um, I have loved having you on as a guest. It Thank was, you for having me. Yeah, <laughs> it was. It's your first one? Best podcast interview. Oh, good. I'm glad it was with Ace. That's so exciting. And thank you for also being a member of Ace. Um, we love the fact that we're getting all of these amazing diverse entrepreneurs into one place. Um, as we, we we're busy growing right now, but you know, at some point we're all going to get together for some kind of conference, um, event something where we can just be, be like seeing each other because we're all everyone's being super digital right now um we can't get to see each other in person but it's coming i hope so it'd be really nice to reconnect with people you know <laughs> <laughs> thank you for coming on it's been amazing talking to you and also being a member of ace we love that so to close do you want to promote yourself and i can you can promote everything that you want and i will and make sure everything is listed below so yeah go for it claudine okay so you can connect with me on various platforms but if i give you my main website you can kind of link up like to my instagram and facebook page on that so my website for hair care products and if you want to subscribe to my services is naturesnaturalhair.com and uh if my if you want like a website just created for yourself 
then you can go to claudenique.com um, or alternatively, you can email me on info at Nature's Natural Hair and say, I, I would like help with my website and then we can have a talk in relation to that. Um, and in regards to my travel business, if you're interested in wanting to join, then you can email me at thetravellagoon at gmail.com or you can visit my Facebook page, which is Claudine Collins, that's my own personal page, and you can connect with me there and I'll be happy to talk you through how you can join to become an independent travel agent. Or if you just want to book a holiday with me, <laughs> I, can, <laughs> I can share you the link as well there. So those are like my main platforms and, and all the links to like my Instagram, my email, Facebook page, Pinterest is all listed on there. So you can connect there and follow and subscribe. And that's including my YouTube channel as well. So I, I, I do that to kind of help you to care for your hair and product suggestions. So that's nature's natural hair. She's taken over, just so you know. So, get cracking. Claudine is on the way now. <laughs> That's amazing. I love the list. It's just like, and, and, and. Um, we'll say seven streams of income is what you need, uh, passive and active streams, um, in order to really make, a, uh, you know, large sums of money in life. Claudine, it's been amazing. Make sure you go and check out everything that she's up to below. Um, an amazing serial entrepreneur. Let's all take a lesson out of her book um, and make sure that we're planning for success and also taking every opportunity and believing in yourself in order to achieve your dream. So thank you again for watching. Thank you, Claudine. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we'll see you again next week for another episode of Boss in Business with Ace Entrepreneurs. Um, all the links are below. Subscribe, like, share, and comment on our um, on all of our podcasts. It helps us grow and helps share the word. And we're all about supporting and amplifying diverse entrepreneurs. So uh, do go ahead and join Ace. It's absolutely free, and we can't wait to welcome you there. So bye for now. See you next week. Bye.